I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Saying, man yeah good good so I sort of need a piss yeah I do as well well yeah let, should we do the intro then piss and then we can get into it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. nice what's that little, little army sort of vibe you're wearing well yeah it's bape bape army yeah 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 what is that a sort of walking Police. Yeah, it's called North Face, yeah. mate. You're like a rowing teacher or something. I don't know. <laughs> rowing teacher on a cold yeah. Sunday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Same cap as yesterday. Nice. Yeah. Um, is that it? What, sh- wait, what's that? Like a, a dad baseball cap? Yeah. But like, yeah. I don't mean like the new modern dad ones. I mean like a fat dad that's into American football. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you know, in, in maybe sort of six months to a year when you'll start wearing them. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I. I funny that because i wore dunks uh i started wearing dunks again probably about i don't know let's say a year and a half ago yeah. and you ripped the shit out of me yeah and mm. i still never wear them no i know but it seems like half the world's wearing them <laughs> yeah because they're all morons yeah yeah well sometimes you make a good choice and sometimes it's just no no never it never kicks off are the tns still yeah 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 still pretty worn in <laughs> yeah that's good to know man good i hope they're comfy yeah um someone that doesn't need to wear tns is no. is our next guest <laughs> because he's so rich he wears probably gucci gucci you know I mean? yeah like prada shoes trainers Indeed. whatever louis you know I mean? yeah today's guest is someone very special someone very. who's quite literally the reason behind the greatest tv show known to man being commissioned mm. and put on telly the office N- well no that and people just do nothing Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, a man who's been with us since the start of our journey. Mm. The exec producer's favorite exec producer, the Come man on. of immaculate comedic taste, yes. the legendary living, breathing telly icon, Ashatala. Burskept, 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 churbash. We shall a shell. Welcome. Make sure you take your shoes off at the door. Because I've just got the cleaner in. And she costs 20 quid an hour. 
and time is money, and money is mine. How you doing, mate? I'm good. I feel uh, I feel excited and vulnerable to be in your hands. Yeah, good. and I don't I don't mind that. The best things always start like that. Yeah, I feel I feel wide open for you, boys. That's what that's all Thank I ever you. want to hear. <laughs> yeah, 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 from anyone. Uh, how um. I'm, you're going to see a different version of me today, aren't you? Where I'm trying to be slightly organising, serious talk sort of vibes. I mean, if I see any level of preparation, I'll be fucking blown away. Oh, wow. To be you you are going to be blown away. <laughs> I really yeah. am. We've done, I've done a case file on you. <laughs> yeah. Before every <laughs> podcast, Super does a case file. Hugo doesn't read them. And then no. we just sort of freestyle in the end. Oh, mate, how, long did you, how long did you spend Googling somebody you've worked with for six years? <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. I knew there was a few little bits, though. There was a few little well, surprising there. bits. I didn't know that you used to be a co-presenter. I didn't know you started oh. as a presenter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did some, I did some um, you know, <laughs> the, the, the sort of arrogance of youth. I, I, when, I, when I started writing to the BBC, instead of, instead of going, I'd like to work in TV, I sort of said, I'd like my own chat show. Um, and then I got pissed off when they didn't send when they didn't send me one in return Um, what a letter you mean yeah just sort of a letter going Graham Norton's down this week do you want to come and do it Ash (laughs) sort of thing we've never met Uh, you but we really love your vibe for how you run bring him in nice yeah yeah. I mean you just sound like a massive overly confident 22 year old come and do a show Yeah, yeah yeah is that when you first started sort of thinking about trying to get into the industry just by sending letters i did just send letters i i was working in a bank i was a, a, a trainee stockbroker wow. We, can just, oh, wow we can yeah um uh i just wasn't that good at it but it was what i always wanted to do so i just i, I sometimes say that i resigned but the truth is what's the other one it's Quit. when Fired. 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 Yeah. Fired. Yeah. 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 It happens. Yeah. It happens. What's the one where you say I'm leaving and they go, "Your cat's outside." Yeah. 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 What's that? That one. What's the one where I quit and they go, "You're fired." What do you mean you quit? No, I quit. You're already halfway down the M3. Fuck off home. Yeah. Who's that one? I did start writing to the BBC, and I didn't really know what working in television meant. I didn't really uh, look into it. I was poorly researched. And I just started writing to some sort of famous names I saw on the end of programs. And um, wow. uh, And most people didn't reply. But, you know, I, um, I just kept telling them that I was in a wheelchair. And if they didn't reply, I was going to kill myself. And then, <laughs> what would... <laughs> and, Ash, and, Ash, and to the people that don't know about Ash, he's not even in a wheelchair. I'm not even in a wheelchair. Um, <laughs> not only Legging am I not gone. in a wheelchair, but as you can see from the Zoom, I can float. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wait, but we'll get back. To, I guess we'll get back okay. to the beginning of your journey in a bit. Okay. But how's sure. um, present day? How have you? I know. I know. We talk, so we just got to pretend that we don't know. But, yeah. Uh, how's lockdown been for you? And uh, have you spent the last year and a half? I guess. <laughs> uh, sometimes I uh, I sort of career between two extremes of. Um, sort of um, in a quite zen-like mode. I'm, I'm hardly drinking, so I've hardly been drinking in the last year. Mm-hmm. So I've just been sort of keeping calm and trying to lose a bit of weight and just sort of staying in some sort of um, better mental state zone. As you'll Looking know, fresh. 
I'm looking fresh, man. As you'll know, I don't, I don't mind a drink and a bit of chaos in life, but that doesn't yeah. go well with being indoors for a year. So I'm, I'm I thought you said a bit of K then. Yeah. I thought you said a bit of ketamine well, in a drink. I love it. Well, yeah. well I'm on K now. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you're floating. Aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. always. Um, but um, so, so I've, I actually feel fitter and really well. That's good. Um, so I feel good. And then, my, you know, my work in terms of, um, you know, we get a lot of script development done, you know, so it, yeah. I'm literally sitting in front of Zooms like all day long. So you're not going to believe this, but this is actually a nice one. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. actually enjoying Thank this you. already. Yeah. Can you imagine? Imagine yeah. the others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is honestly true. Not only was I um, happy to say yes when you asked me, I was a bit like, why the fuck haven't they asked me yet? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so relieved. Oh, thank uh, God. Okay, yes, yes. I made oh them. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't even get on that one. <laughs> <laughs> After this, you'll be on loads of them. Your Zooms will be out of control. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can relate though, but last year I sort of indulged and... Because I, I got COVID pretty early on and uh, sort of was tired off the back of it and stuff like that. But this year, since the beginning of the year, I've, I've done the same, man. No drinking, working out a bit more and just... And I feel a lot better as well, man. Yeah, yeah, same. I just think you as well, Hugo? Yeah, yeah. I've, I, I just hit the gym hard sort of after the first lockdown lifted and it's been eating I, right. I just think, you know, there, there are moments where you kind of go, I'm going to get some people around to my house and like get bottles of vodka out and actually... The best thing is to just surrender yourself to it yeah. and um, let this be a little moment in life. Yeah. And but fucking hell, God help you when 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 this all opens up because <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be fornicating in the street with anyone. <laughs> just wanking um, at walls. I'm just gonna be wanking into bin men. Um, in, <laughs> not wanking even bins, in an Uber. Yeah. Bin men. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, oh, see you in man. the spring. Um, this is um, a very useful part of the show um, for when you um, need things to do. It's the recommendation part. Being someone that knows a little bit about telly and, yeah. and the industry, um, have you been watching any things uh, or listening or reading anything that, that you can sort of recommend? Anything tickled you? Yeah. Yeah, I've watched um, what some might describe as uh, an obscene amount of TV. I've sort of watched yeah. uh, everything. That joke where people have been saying they've completed TV. I'm yeah. pretty close. Just, um, I probably think my favourite thing has been The Boys on oh, uh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I, I gave that half an episode and I just gave up, but maybe I should stick to it. I'm not a superhero man at all, actually. I don't really go for those kind of shows, but mm. it's um, it's so pin sharp and um, pretty dark yeah. in places. And yeah. you know, you know, you know, it's all about the writing, chaps, as you know. Mm. And um, the writing is pretty extraordinary in places. So that's my uh, favorite thing I've seen. I'm glad that you said you're not a superhero man because now I will watch it because I'm not either. But you always need someone to tell you that it's not really my thing usually, but this is amazing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Push push through the capes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's that you're drinking there, Hugo? I've got a little uh, ginger tea here. Oh, nice. got? I've got a little green tea. I've got a Coke Zero. Well done, everyone. <laughs> it's not yeah. second yeah. well done. I'm sorry. Really great drinks. Yeah. Really great drinks. Um, so let's take it back then. So 
I didn't know this stuff about you uh, working in banking. Yeah, same. Uh, and um, you you were born in Egypt, right? Yes. Yeah, born born in Egypt, and then and then what happened was I carelessly got polio when I was a child. Um, and my, I mean, they told me not to, but I wouldn't listen. Yeah, yeah. I want to really try it. it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going this direction now, Dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and my parents moved to England, to the UK, to essentially to look after me a bit better because right. um, you've seen uh, uh, coming to America, or, or is it trading yeah. places where Eddie Murphy's begging on a skateboard? Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 that would have been my life in Cairo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Fuck out! You done well out of it then, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. This man. new life, Jesus, you really you made the most turned of it. it around. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have made people just do nothing in Cairo, would I? No. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yalla Osama do nothing. You know, um, wait, do you know what? Have you seen? Have you seen Rami on? Um, yes, Amazon yeah, Prime. Yeah, yeah, they're Egyptian yeah, family. Really, yeah, they're really Egyptian. Yeah, it's really great. And yeah. um, so we moved. So we moved here, and, and and I was brought up in in a combination of Northern Ireland because my Dad went to work there. He's a doctor. Wow. He's a surgeon, um, yeah. and my mum's a doctor as well. So I was brought up a little bit between Northern Ireland, and and then we 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 moved to England. When um, what age was that? So I well, my dad ma- managed to take us to Northern Ireland during the Troubles. So we, okay. we basically moved nice. in um, into a war. Yeah. So, yeah. So if, <laughs> whereabouts? If I, if a bit of character Ireland. building. Um, whereabouts you go? Just into the middle of the war in Belfast. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> nice. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I have family in Northern Ireland. Do you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did something really bad when I, because I, I didn't know when I was younger, and um, a military truck was going past, and I saluted them, and all my cousins were like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, we need to go home now." And um, I didn't really understand. I do now, but. Spoil little Londoner, like yeah. the, the, the I salute them. Yeah, funny. And they used to check under my. Uh, I sort of got memories of going into like department stores with mum and dad when I was about ten, and they would check under my wheelchair for bombs. Wow. Um, you know those sort of machines that they check under cars. They yeah. Mm. Just supposed wow. it would be a pretty sensible place because what you know, what else has he got to lose? Stick a bomb <laughs> under him. So. Yeah, so just so, left with oh not the arms as well but he's not sitting on it no, there's something yeah, in suicide the, bombing I think it's going to be popular not yeah. the arms yeah. uh, never them um, so that so that so that was it and then and then I think basically I was always trying to oh well, my dad was always trying to think of jobs for me that I could do easily sort of sitting down so when when you you boys are probably a little bit young for this but sort of when the big bang in the city came and Margaret Thatcher and sort of mm-hmm. when your window cleaner and plumber would come back a year later and go, oh, yeah, I made four million quid as a stockbroker in the mm-hmm. city in the in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then my dad just went, well, why don't you do that, Ash? So um, I thought, well, why don't I do that? But we both um, overlooked one uh, thing, which was uh, I'm shit at maths. Um, <laughs> so that's what happened. So I went into that and it went, and j- jokes aside, it was a disaster. And then, um, and then so I was left at about 24 without... You know, and that was the big thing that I built up to be doing my whole sort of uh, university career was working in the city. And then when that didn't work out, I was um, sort of left with a gap, otherwise known as the future. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's comforting to know as well that it, it wasn't just like, a, you know, at 18, I got a job and it was amazing. You know what I mean? It was yeah. Like, it's good that there's a bit of a, a, a journey there. And, 
because like we never know you know same with us i never know i wanted to be an actor it wasn't until i was like 26 that i met you do you know what i mean and and something changed there but um but before that that was work-wise but what things you were into and stuff like that like the stuff that created your comedic taste or, or yeah. your taste for, for like always... tv and film and stuff like that where did that come from I think um, I was always into comedy and I I was, you know, the not the class clown, but I was always sort of aware that you had to, you know, I was in a very weird, you know, to go back to that Northern Ireland thing, you know, I was a brown boy, I'm Egyptian, so I'm, I'm yeah. brown and mm. in a wheelchair and, yeah. um, and then I had this really mad Northern Irish accent. So when I opened my <laughs> yeah. mouth, like nothing fitted. <laughs> Everything, hell, yeah. yeah, you know, Egyptian. It's like Egyptian. Like, I go, "How are you?" And it's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> is this? It's like, so nothing really sort of came together when you looked at me. It was all like three different people rolled into one yeah. mistake, and so I sort of had to. Um, I think the truth is, I had to sort of find a way to 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 make people sort of take a bit of notice of me, maybe, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, maybe that's why I started talking too much at like nine years old and haven't really stopped. Um, and I think just trying to make people laugh and trying to have a modicum of charm yeah. was something. You're a very I'm, charming man, Ash. Well, you're very sweet. You're very, you're very kind. Um, and that was, I think, just a, a bit of an armor that I sort of tried to develop. Yeah, to, yeah to, that makes sense. You know, because yeah. we all worry about falling down the cracks, don't we? That's the thing. Is sort of Especially young and in school, like... Yeah, man. You never yeah. want to be the sort of a target. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or invisible. invisible. Yeah, exactly. Like you want to yeah. to bring to the table. Yeah, exactly. True. Yeah, for sure. The weird that, balance. That's Don't worse. Being, being invisible is worse than being like, you know, a target or whatever, I guess. Mm. Like, I mean, I might like, being bullied is horrible, but like if nobody even notices you enough, yeah. that's even yeah. worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys a famous story about the house party and the girl. Oh yeah, there was just a girl in my class. Um and she had a house party. She was really popular. And I went to a house party. And then the week after, she was like, oh, I had a house party the weekend. And I was like, yeah, I was there. And she was like, oh, yeah. I like, yeah, I was there. Like, I thought I killed it that night. <laughs> it's the ghost of the party. Yeah. yeah. So funny. Who fuck's that I remember, guy? I remember when I was at, sort of a, when I was younger, I went to a disabled school. And they used to get um, the, the sort of people, the kids from the school next door to us. They used to come and help us out. And it was like, they would, they would be like doing good to come and help the disabled kids at the school next door. And one of the girls for, from the normal school was called Karen. And I asked her out. I swear to God, she had to sit down. She was laughing so hard. And I was like, <laughs> she's like, no. Yeah. She's, she, li- she literally looked at me like, obviously not. Oh my so, God, Jesus Christ. So that's the sort of shit that it's drives you, It's not a weird question it? coming from me, is it, Karen? Of course I want to have sex with you. Why is that weird coming from me? Also, why is it funny, Karen? Yeah, why is it funny? Yeah. Karen. I hope yeah. she's watching this now. Yeah, Karen. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Karen. They're working three jobs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was actually on Zoom in an art gallery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he lives in. <laughs> um, so Ash, so where did the uh, like? I mean, I guess maybe you've answered that in the sense of maybe that gave you this um, resilience and confidence with the things you've been through and the th- you know how your life Charisma. is sort of put together, I guess. But like you know, having the sort of <laughs> like audacity almost to be writing these letters, then like where did that even come from? Yeah, that 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 is true. I I, I look back on it now with a sort of mixture of well, thank. Thank God I did, but also yeah. like, what was I 
thinking. Yeah. I, I I tell you where I tell you where I showed the the most absurd level of audacity. To cut a long story short, I ended up getting a traineeship at the BBC, and sort of again I got fired out of incompetence. Do you remember Carol Vorderman? <laughs> yeah, Carol, of course. Carol Vorderman. Yeah. She's still around. Yeah. I ended up being her researcher on a right. program, and I got on really well. She said to me, "Actually, very funny. We, you should be in the comedy department." And I was like, "Yeah, I really agree with that, Carol Vorderman. <laughs> yeah. um, always called her by two names." Yeah. And um, she sort of helped me. Her and another lady called Claire Pisey at the BBC helped me get a traineeship at, at the comedy department. And um, on day one, I think, it's, and that's where I met Stephen Merchant. And um, uh-huh. I sort of joined this show. And I think you know, because I was so junior and young. And this is a wheelchair, inverted commas, joke, but this is absolutely true. I think they, they thought I should be a runner on a show, and I turned up on day one. I don't think they had been told that I was in a wheelchair. And, oh I, and, I, and, I, think, and I think they just thought, ah, oh, it's going it's gonna to take him a long time to bring back teas and coffees. You know, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, well, these are all cold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah. No, I'm coming. Yeah, just, that's okay. good. just yeah, on a perpetual run going back <laughs> yeah, to, get, yeah. to get hot ones. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like um, the thought of you having that job, but um, then being like, it's, it's fine. And they're all running around you and you're just relaxing. Yeah. If you talk to Stephen Merchant about this, he's absolutely fucking furious because he had to run around <laughs> doing the actual, he had to get props, costumes for like Amazing. actors and stuff. And they put me at a desk with a big pile of scripts to, right. to read because they didn't know what else to do with me. And um, that must have been incredible, a, though, like for, for to having that, being able to be at that position. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. And it was right in the heart of BBC comedy. And, and honestly, you know, Dawn French walked by me in the corridor. I was like, mm. oh, this is actually where they are. Like yeah, the yeah, people, yeah, yeah. like here. the famous people. This is on, oh, they, I suppose, I didn't realize you have to work, you know, famous people have to work in a room. Yeah. At some point, yeah, they and like, oh, I'm, I'm in that room. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They probably there's a hotel upstairs where they all live. Probably, but <laughs> they wouldn't let me in that one. And then, and then, <laughs> and then I just um, had that pile of scripts on my desk, and they didn't know what to do. And I picked up a pen and started editing them, which, right. I, which, which when I look back, that is um, uh, arrogance, stupidity. <laughs> but I just confident. Thought, yeah, yeah. I just started making cuts in the script and, <laughs> and writing new jokes, and, and they were like, "This runner that. has changed his cut just, loads of it." Just up. a massive cross with the word "wrong." Wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Even cold coffee would be better from this bloke, but this is too much. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's how I began. What the hell was Stephen Merchant doing there? Was he also just doing some behind-the-scenes stuff? He was driving. Um, the show was called Comedy Nation, and it was a sketch show, late night. Yeah, I think I know that, yeah. Funny enough, it's sort of where Sasha Baron Cohen yeah. started a little bit. He did a couple right. of characters on there and Sally Phillips had some bits. Um, so, so, so he was driving the actors to uh, locations to film sketches wow. and he's driving. <laughs> and, I was, and I was back at the BBC writing script notes. That's <laughs> so sick. Yeah, oh, that's so. amazing. So where did uh, you being a presenter come from? It's for a show called Freak Out, right? Yes, there was a show called Freak Out. Well, I told you I'd been working in the BBC comedy department for about uh, nine minutes and conquered that. Yeah. So, um, I, so I just thought, what should I do now? Um, 
presumably the British people want me to be on TV, not just behind the camera. <laughs> yeah, they're begging um, for it. They valued yeah, it so it. much. Uh, yeah, and that got tedious. So I thought, all right, I'll do it. And then um, <laughs> <laughs> Channel Four, there was a there was a program called Rapido that was on in the nineties. It was like a late night naughty I look at it. the world, and they wanted to do a disabled version of that. Of course. And as um, one of uh, the UK's most prominent disabled people, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a competition you don't want to win. Um, <laughs> um, they asked me to co-present it with a guy called Matt Fraser, and I kind of enjoyed it, but then also looked back on it, as in watched it and thought, not not that good at that either, really. Um, uh, so I thought I'd go back to producing um also because of the will of the people yeah um, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah they spoke yeah. both times and you listened yeah. and i i answered the call yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. there was um, a little talk and you went back to producing. Back, exactly yeah. yeah so so from from uh, i guess i'm thinking time scales wise like from that to uh the idea of the office being brought to you like you know talk us through that so this is all happening concurrently really and i've met Stephen okay. merchant when i was on the um, late night sketch show and he showed me a clip of his mate Ricky Gervais doing a character that was then called Sleazy Boss mm, yeah. which was sort of Gervais just looking at women and going mm. <laughs> yeah like uh, like in the bit where you charmed me you like, have charmed yeah, me yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. exploring exploring <laughs> Europe and yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it was it was quite one dimensional I mean, I thought it was brilliant. It was just a yeah. guy being sleazy. I thought, well, I could watch years of this. Yeah. Um, uh, let's put it straight out on BBC One from where I'm sitting. But then um, we just began to, that, 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 that was, and then sort of Stephen had sort of come to the end of his traineeship and he really wanted to be a writer. And I was sort of going down the producing road by then. And then we sort of made this semi-pact mm. that I would try and help. You know, the thing is, I didn't really have any influence but, you know, I was sort of, well, I watched that office um, taste the tape that him and Ricky had made. And I was just very convinced um, that there was really something in it. Um, did you have a, did this, you have a feeling when you saw it that this is yeah. something special? Yeah, because when people ask me that, I sort of have two answers. Because the, the, the non-wanker answer is, it's hard to tell. Who yeah. knows? And, but, but, but in the case of, of the office, and, and another time I've had the strength of feeling is when I, saw the people just do nothing early tapes as well. I, I, I had this, I always think it's sort of like this religious calling that, yeah. that this thing is really good. I can't really explain it. It's like a certainty. The thing is you don't want to be the boy who cries wolf because so you can't be certain about everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, said the, you said that about the last thing, mate. No, I know. No, no, no. But this time. So you've got to pick your moments. Uh, in this business when you sort of go thing and then if you get it right a couple of times then people will listen and if you if you have a run of getting it wrong people will go you know just take out the bins and don't keep calling me yeah. so, yeah. so 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 I, I, so guess, I had it then yeah I guess that's the danger though isn't it like like you say picking those moments and uh and that was a massive gamble with that because I mean, these days, you know, people try out loads of different things, whatever. But like back then, when it was like a comedy climate of like laughter tracks and, you know, no, 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 like sort of dry comedy without gags and, yeah. and, and a documentary format, like 
I guess like people didn't want to uh, commission it at first or whatever. And it's a bit no, weird. and you'll know from you'll know from from our journey with people just do nothing. It, it's it's not enough no. to just have me or or you or anyone say we think this is great. Yeah. You then got to navigate a very long, precarious political road with loads of banana skins and there are loads of moments when any project, the office, people just do nothing, any project could just fall down the back of the sofa. It can just go all moments where a project sort of takes flight and sort of ignites a little bit. And, um, you know, the office had several sort of, you know, 50-50 moments and I can think of various meetings where, you know, it's basically people sitting around a table and one person, you know, if you imagine it's sort of like a, a, a seesaw and somebody mm. says something, go, oh, we're going to do a pilot. And somebody goes, oh, it's a little bit slow. Oh, we're not going to yeah. do a pilot. <laughs> yeah. And it's literally, yeah. like, it's literally like one of those meetings. And eventually they sort of said, let's do a pilot. And the pilot was, 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 was good enough. I mean, look, Ricky and Stephen, you know, the other thing about my job is work with clever people, you know, um, a cliche about work with people who make you look good. And, you know, they're clearly extraordinary talents as are you i was gonna say yeah yeah it's embarrassing yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. when people say staring your eyes squinting nodding along violently yeah and gervais mustafa mustafa yeah yeah Yeah. they spell his name wrong (laughs) segwig that's yeah um Um, and because because even me i mean you know what a massive fan i am of the office i've stolen everything from there but um, (laughs) uh, but like you know even me being such a massive office fan and it's even changed uh it's with with me and all our friends you'll notice it's changed our, our sort of um the language the way we talk to each other and everything is such a massive thing in our lives but yeah. the first time i saw it and i was like maybe 16 and when it was on the telly i didn't get it yeah i, I didn't either i just thought it was oh, it's some boring documentary i, I really thought that, that gareth was really funny but i didn't understand it yeah and then a few years later come back to it and it's like life-changing thing that happened to us yeah i think there really is it was a moment with that show whereby you know it could have also not 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 caught fire and that's after we made it by the way i mean so we had made it and actually the office is pretty slow you know mm-hmm. i think it's it's its biggest sort of hurdle in a sense is pretty slow and it's pretty quiet and you know when a footballer does a does a penalty and sometimes they just shoot it straight down the middle mm, and when it goes yeah. in they look clever and when it hits the goalie you look like an idiot <laughs> i sort of always thought the same about the office which is like because it worked we look good but yeah. we could have easily just hit the goalie and by that i mean it's just a bit slow and nothing happened yeah and of course it didn't work it's boring <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean that's the whole point but because it worked it sort of we've we've in a sense, got away with it. But you look back in that moment and, you know, the ratings were very slow to to, to pick up. And were they? Yeah, it was a real slow burn. Was there a moment in it that kind of, like, propelled it into the, the massive show that it is now, like the dance or those sort of they things? Were, they were very clever. They repeated it um, mm. just in time to be considered for the BAFTAs. And okay. so yeah. it, it was on in the summer and was getting a little bit of buzz, but like really low level buzz. And then you guys will know because you've won one, the BAFTAs are, um, uh, people sit down to sort of do their BAFTA chats in January, Feb. 
right. and the BB, the head of BBC Two, she repeated the office in January, Feb. Okay. So it was right on again. And this mm. time, momentum. And then we Caught got nominated her. for a BAFTA and won. And that was the moment. And that's it, right. Yeah. That's, but it's interesting you say that because... Um, Obviously, we work in the industry, but we've got a lot of shit munchers that listen to this podcast, Ash. And, <laughs> and it's interesting to know that like, even scheduling politics is a massive thing uh, in these things. You know, making sure that people actually see this show. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. just making a good show. There are so many... Um, you know, when, when, when you have a hit show, it sort of means that almost everything has gone right because, you, you know, you guys will also know that, that it's, a, it's a game with Django. And you, you can have a really good show and... Uh, the fourth character in it is just a bad actor and mm. everything's fucked. Mm. Um, so I think you sort of need a, almost a perfect storm. Like you sort of need yeah. nothing to go wrong yeah. for a show. Stars aligning really moment. Yeah. You, need, you need luck, you need stars aligning, you need, mm. you need quality and you, you need to not make a mistake. And it's hard not to make a mistake when making a TV show because there's like a thousand decisions you make and yeah. one of them incorrect yeah. can tip it all. Yeah, any step of the yeah. way. Yeah. Any step of the way, yeah. For me, The Office is a perfect, it's the perfect comedy, like, yeah. for me. All the characters are amazing, it's believable, it's painful to watch. Yeah, and, it's, it's, it's and art, relatable it's art as well as, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. not just comedies for comedy's sake, it's, it's kind of saying something and it's making you feel a certain it's, it's way. It's a journey. And also, the, you know, you guys will also understand this. It's to do with casting. Yeah. So, for example, you know, you've got, you know, you've got all the main people, but let's say you've got a, a postman walking in to deliver some mail to Wernham Hogg. That guy needs to be a really good actor. He can't come and go, hello, it's your letter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, trying, to, oh, trying to be the comedy actor himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's, all the essays in, in, in the office, I've never seen anything, like in comedy, any essay, like uh, essays, sporting artists, you know, these to be called extras to anyone that doesn't know. They just play the role so well. Well, I can take credit for that because what I figured out that the... So we've sort of figured out if you're shooting an office, you're shooting a room, you've got five or six main characters, yeah. you know, Tim, Dawn, you know, you know who they are. And then you yeah. kind of go, well, actually, the office is going to have like 10 people, 15 people in it. So the people who are in the background are going to be in vision all the time. And that's where we could really get it wrong. And actually, mm. you also need your main cast interacting with everyone. Otherwise, it looks like you've got this sealed off office. Yeah. And then the people who are sitting next to them, just behind them, yeah. aren't in the same show. Yeah. So we figured out it's got to feel fluid. And yeah. what we did was we sort of realized that we were auditioning people for parts. And then we kind of thought, if they don't get one of the main parts, but they're still really good, would they mind sitting in the background? And then that became difficult as we're sort of saying to actual actors, do you sort of mind playing an extra? Um, and I worked out the amount of money that you would have to pay an extra to come. Because don't forget, as you all know, extras, you hire them for certain days. Yeah. But yeah. in the office, we needed them every day. Because yeah. they they're always in shot. Yeah, well, they're essentially characters, aren't they? They're, they're, they're part of the furniture there. They're, well, they're from always, that yeah. came Big Keith and came, yeah. you know, right, yeah. So, 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 so none of those were actually written pieces. Okay. They were just like, we sort of cast actors who sort of looked unusual because yeah, yeah. Rick and Steven said, well, most people who work in offices, we're just a, you know, it's a, it's a mongrel group of people thrown together under one roof. Yeah. yeah. And so that's how that all came about. 
Yeah, and even the reactions, even like, you know, it'd be easy for someone to do something stupid that's, you know, or trying to tell a stupid joke, like Brent trying to tell a stupid joke. And, you know, in real life, no one just looks away and goes silent. They they do like an awkward laugh or a, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? And, and that was yeah. like one of the first shows I ever saw that included that, you know, the reactions of these people were so real. Like yeah. you say, like, like real actors. Well, if, if, if you think about what you see in an office, somebody sort of answers a phone, yawns, stretches, yeah. Yeah. says a couple of words and puts the phone down. It's actually very hard to get that to look real. real. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's what I mean by those details. If they looked uh, unbelievable, the show begins to fall apart. Yeah. What was the vibe like? You know, like when you see all these um, uh, online, you know, like on YouTube, you'll see the extras of The Office with like uh, Ricky Gervais fucking around doing loads of different takes. Was um, was it, was it a fun vibe for everyone or, or was that just him like overindulging <laughs> in that and people freaking out in the background? <laughs> yeah, he, it, it, it had to say it was, it was logistically, technically, a very simple show because we hardly yeah. left that room. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know how in people just do nothing and in all shows we're often like against the clock. It's like hurry up. We yeah, we're, we're yeah. having to get changed ten times a day. And yeah. shit. This show we were like done by two p.m. Yeah. <laughs> we're like we finished the pages for today. And that's so with we him fucking around as well. That's with him fucking around. So <laughs> Ricky's always had this. Um, he sort of, I don't think he'll ever work. He doesn't like, you know, you normally have to wake up at 5 a.m., be on set at 6, yeah. have breakfast at 6.15. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, fuck that. And he, t- t- and he takes a few hours. Yeah. So so it, it really was. And then sort of Martin Freeman is a funny fucker in real life yeah, as well. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and so um, it, on, on, on set, it actually, it really was a joyous atmosphere. It really was. That's amazing. That's amazing yeah. to know. It, you it can tell it, as well. It. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And who would have known as you were watching that that you'd end up entirely copying it and also having a success? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And trying to fuck about just as much. Like he, in our minds, he didn't only lay the blueprint of uh, what the show looks like. It's <laughs> the process of fucking around as much as you can as well. That's the and best you, bit. Were you watching it with a notepad? What happened? Tell <laughs> yeah. you tell me what happened. <laughs> yeah. That's basically, it was just days of us just watching The Office and watching the bloopers like every day for years and communicating with each other like that as well. And always shutting each other down and being, you know, more arrogant than the other. But to the problem, to the point where it sometimes caused me problems in relationships. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, stop talking like that. Yep, got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Brentisms. Yeah, yeah. Really, it's very addictive. It is. rhythm of speech, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, exactly and uh, you feel like it's your little secret club until you realise there's loads of wankers everywhere. To Everyone, to yeah. yeah, yeah. I sort of couldn't believe it when I saw the people just do nothing tape as well, because it was obviously so... Um, there was so much DNA in it from The Office, and it was also so completely its own thing. So you ripped it off yeah. and completely redid it. As like well, both. David Brent's like two, maybe three David Brent's in a pirate radio station. Yeah, pretty much. But you know, and, and as much as you know, I hold my hands up to that, of course. But at the same time, you're right, Ash. Like you have to be inspired by something as well. And when something takes that much of a hold of you, I'm sure there's music artists it happens to. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's just something that inspires you so much that you can't actually uh, tear yourself away from it until you start. I guess you know 
developing it and and bringing your own thing to it sort of becomes thing. like a sub genre i guess yeah yeah in a way yeah that sort of mockumentary faux arrogant format mm. completely and the office doesn't have a tm on that and actually to the credit of people just do nothing you rarely hear people say it ripped off the office i actually yeah. thought with my involvement in both shows i thought yeah. i would get that a lot more yeah but, yeah um, i just don't Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, yo! Yo! Ha ha! Ha 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 ha! Will everybody shut the fuck up? Settle down, settle down! You're in tune to the Chatting Shit Podcast! UK stand up! The world's greatest! The best there ever was that ever lived! Series 2 out now, motherfucker! Oh gosh! Ha-ha! Are you ready? Check it! Check Are you it! Ready? Check it! After that, it would have been... Um, IT crowd would have been the next big hit, right? Yeah. Um, so and, and you starred in that as well. Yeah. One yeah. episode. I always remember that's yeah. when I first saw you. Did you feel the people yeah. calling for that again? Yeah, you know what it's like when um, the United Kingdom get on the phone and they yeah, say... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, do you want to yeah. be in? Yeah. Do you want to be in your own show again? Yeah, I'm yeah. waiting. I'm I, waiting yeah. for it, but I can't yeah. wait for when it happens. The, the nation was like, "This hasn't been anything as good since, uh, you know, since um, Freak Out back in the day." I just, I need this uh, guy on my screen. Oh, we need him back. Uh, Graham Linehan wrote this. I remember reading that episode of the IT Crowd. I mean, he said, but, but I mean, the whole episode was about people in wheelchairs going yeah. to the theatre. Um, so and made perfect was, sense, really. There's a bit in it where it's just like there's a a, a gay mustachioed Egyptian in a wheelchair in the coach, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, he's, he's I'm pretty he's much tick most of those boxes." Yeah, I'll see who I can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't get no, him. No, no. He, he puts it in front of you, Egyptian. Yeah, oh, that's embarrassing. He's like, "What?" And he goes, "Well, I'm Egyptian." Are you? Oh, for fuck, yes, I'm Egyptian. <laughs> yes, I am. He said, "No, I've already given the part to Mustafa." oh man and so how did that come about how did the it uh, crowd come about you obviously 
people were talking about your name. You had a bit of success off the back of the office, right? That's right. And Graham Linehan, um, you, you know, when, when the show goes well, as, as you'll know, you get a few sort of new friends. Jonathan, Jonathan Ross and Graham Linehan became friends of the show. Okay, um, yeah. Jonathan Ross had a, a real bromance. I remember that time. Yeah, I remember yeah. That. yeah. I remember yeah, from yeah. podcasts. Yeah, I remember yeah. from uh, radio shows, Ricky saying Jonathan's walking through with his dick out. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were always playing tennis together. Yeah, right. That's how you know okay. they, were, yeah, how you yeah, know yeah, they yeah. were mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't invite me to that, did they? And then um, Graham Linehan had just done Father Ted. Um, okay, yeah. And um, he started talking to me about you know, I think the IT crowd was originally set in a travel agents. And um, oh, yeah. we sort of, yeah, we, we, we began working on that. I, I, th I think at that point, sort of my career sort of began sort of um, growing in a few different directions, I think. Um, we're sort of just capitalizing on that, on that moment of the office. And all I ever felt was sort of anxious to do the next thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think, uh, I just Doesn't even remember like really good friends of mine saying, almost in a mocking way or well, like what you're going to do now like and and I, I just there's a real pleasure that people take in that moment mm. and uh mm. I was like well f first of all if the office is the only thing that I ever do that makes it I'll take it you know yeah. that's all right yeah yeah but second of all you know you never feel there's never a champagne moment is there there's never a moment no. where you just feel you know, arrived or successful or nothing yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only ever feel fear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Well, um, actually, interestingly, that makes me think, did you, I've never asked you this, but um, classically, The Office did two series and a Christmas special, and, you know, six six episodes per series as well. Did you, um, did you ever think to do more? I wanted to do more at the time. I, yeah. I was, I was a real advocate for a third series. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I think I was with people just do nothing. Always want, wanted. To yeah, do. yeah, I think yeah. we all we there was a talk, wasn't there, around series four of that being in the yeah. end. And I, I just I think I think sort of now that I'm a bit older, I, I know how hard it is to have shows that work. And so now I'm very much let's flog them to fucking death. Yeah, <laughs> make the most yeah. out of this. Yeah, I'm not going to start I, this all again with something new. We've just got uh, something. Yeah. I'm it's rolling now. Yeah. Uh, and people go, well, people just nothing. It's going off the ball. And I go, you ain't seen nothing like off the ball yet. You ain't. We're going to, I'll show you off the ball. We've yeah. got eight more series to do. Um, we've, we've signed a trilogy. <laughs> we've signed a trilogy. So I did, I did think maybe the office had ended a touch prematurely. And that's yeah. the, that's the engine that sends you into new stuff. Yeah. 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 Which was but, IT crowd, right? That was that the thing straight after that. Yeah. Yeah, to the IT crowd, and then it sort of had a you know, funny. The IT crowd is really, uh, you know, one of those shows that has sort of stayed around. They're sort of, I've got mates now who tell me they show it to their children, and yeah, yeah. it's very kids like. I tried to show it to my daughter; she's seven, and um, she's still too young for it. She <laughs> yeah, yeah. she didn't think she she said she was shit, but um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but the IT crowd has aged well. I mean, it looks old fashioned, but it's aged quite well. Yeah, well, there's a warmth to it, isn't there? So, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, it's good for repeats. You can yeah, watch yeah. that one again. And yeah, again. yeah. It's uh, it's always on. Cashback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so let's get to the most important bit, obviously. Let's get to it. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. This is going to be interesting because we always talk about our um, 
our perspective on how it all came about. But uh, I really want to hear your, you know, and, and yeah, sometimes I hear a few lines for you when we're on stage, you know, fucking about. But like, honest, your honest um, view on how it all went down. How and when did you first hear about? Because uh, for anyone listening, uh, we did obviously people did nothing was like a little bit of a YouTube series, but real like low level. We only had a couple of webisodes out, and uh, and Ash was to, has a production company called Rough Cut and they got in touch with us. So that's all we knew, but tell us your perspective. So I have to, in just at the very inception, mention two, two things that happened. John Petrie, I think, was in touch with Asim. Yeah. Well, I think Asim had been in touch with And then a friend of mine called Mark Whelan, who, um, uh, and I remember it really clearly, he called me up and he said, I've seen something, YouTube, that is right up your street. And I remember almost sort of, searching it while he was on the phone my computer in front of me and I just looked it up and I found it and I said okay I'll give it a watch and I pretty much put the phone down and just watched it and I don't always do that people are always telling me yeah watch mm. this read this and I just did it straight away and I, I was like I really loved it and I called John in he was like rough cut was a lot smaller back then I called John in and he said yeah I've, I think that I think I'm also in touch with right. one of those folks and, and and you know what I really did get excited by it um, very early on. And then I got much less excited by it when I met you all. <laughs> I remember feeling fucking bewildered by you all. And I, oh, I right, still... Let, let it, so describe what happened from, from your perspective. Okay. All right. So I said to ask John to see if you would all come in for a meeting. So let, let's just go to that bit. You yeah. all agreed to come in for a meeting. And rough cut, I've got this. We've got a front door and a lift where people come in. We've also got this sort of back entrance that where people come in, it often looks like, I always feel that we're being robbed. So I remember looking up from my desk and there were six of you at the back entrance and I thought we were being robbed because you wear tracksuits and that's where burglars wear. And um, you all came in and I, I sort of, my memory of it goes something like this. You all sat down and... I think one or two of you just said you were sort of huge fans of The Office. And I just thought, well, they're going to be massively pleased to be here and massively grateful. And I could not get a fucking word in edgeways in the first meeting. You did not stop talking and you have not stopped talking over me in eight, in eight years. This podcast is the most I've ever got to speak <laughs> because there's only two of you I can divide and conquer. But normally when we, you're with all your little mates doing all your little in-jokes and you force me into the role of boring dad, me, <laughs> you make me the cunt. Yeah. And that began in that meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and imagine how other people think, because at least you're in with 80% of those in-jokes because they're from the office. <laughs> Um, um, yeah. And because and, I remember like when we got that email, we're obviously, you know, some of us more than others, but a bit defensive of our little idea. And, you know, we didn't want, you know, the man fucking ripping it apart and that. But then, of course, when we found out, um, we were like, ah. and then we're like, Google him. We're like, all oh, right, he produced The Office. It's exactly what we want. Perfect. Let's not get too excited, though. Let's still hold back a little bit. And then we met, uh, and obviously we expected, you know, John to be this sort of blood-sucking TV producer, vampire, but he was just like the sweetest guy and you'd produce The Office and, you, you know, you're obviously funny and stuff. So I remember obviously being a little bit defensive and, and you know, not picking battles and stuff, but also feeling like 
this felt right. Do you know what I mean? It did. And I went straight away into um, sort of, uh, honestly, sort of from, from, from the moment of that meeting, right up until sort of now, I sort of went into this kind of like, I've got your back mode on it and sort of make, you know, all your, all your fears. Because I, I sort of, without sounding like a dick, I sort of watched it. Having made, I, I just sort of knew exactly what I felt we should do with it. And I also knew exactly what could go wrong with it. Like the bad version, yeah. people just do nothing. Let's just take a moment and think of what the bad version of this yeah. show would be. It's just oh, the most embarrassing street talk, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think you guys were having another meeting with another production company and they were maybe trying to take you in, an, in a different direction. And, and, and Oh, so and was, we can tell you why we went with you. Uh, that guy had a weird hipster moustache. So we were like, nah, not them. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Did he? Yeah. he had a little pedo tash, didn't he? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, what no. was his name? No. <laughs> and also, uh, you were also sort of you. You know, you were, you were also you sort of. Why would you know how the business works? There's no yeah. reason why you know the sort of. Mm. It's such a sort of strange, convoluted business, and the process to get on television mm. is so um, smoke and mirrors, really. Mm. Um, and I and I sort of thought. You know, I think the thing that worried me the most in the first few meetings was the writing, you know, and, and like who would have the discipline to sit down and write, you know, um, the scripts. And I thought without that, the thing is nobody else could write for you because it's such a specific voice. Yeah. And then if you guys couldn't write for yourselves beyond those sort of six minute YouTube things, mm. then I couldn't see a future for it. And so that was my main concern. God, even you explaining that is making me feel the stress you probably would have felt in the moment. Yeah. I just felt a bit nervous when you said that. Like, fuck yeah. What if no one can write for them? <laughs> These guys. <laughs> I, I, I was just I was just amazed that like someone in the world of TV would want to turn this into a TV show. Like I didn't even think that we would do that anyway. Like it was for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But like, I think but you didn't know how first... good it was. You did, you, and this is, you know, this is this is sort of a good thing. And thank fuck, because you know, I, I was sort of sitting there thinking, well, you know, don't tell them how good you think it is, because they might like go, well, we don't need you for that good. And yeah. then, well, no, it's not that good. Yeah, yeah. Good. you still need me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you still need me. Yeah. But I, I thought it was, you know, it's funny you saying that, Hugo. It's, it's like, well, I don't think you guys quite realised what you had. And you're um, an extremely talented bunch of guys, and then it I, all gelled because of I the think writing. we did it to watch it back together and sort of laugh at each other's bits. Really? Yeah, that, yeah that that's, was, that's yeah. No, yeah. you're right, Ash. Though I feel like, and I, I feel that's uh, that's important. Like sometimes, well, I hope hopefully it's something special we created. Like now, I can say, you know, it's not just me. So it's like it's not arrogant if I say that. Yeah, we <laughs> created something special, and I feel like. Um, it's good that you don't know that in the moment because you're, then you're not overthinking it. Do you know Definitely. what I mean? Also, the question is, you know, from a from a from a producing point of view or from any point of view, it's like, do, I was like, well, this is what what I've seen on this taster tape is good. Do do they have the potential to get better? Mm -hmm. So, like, you always have this saying that I say, it's like, have they got it in the tank? You yeah. know, like, is is this the beginning or is this the best they can be? Yeah. And you know, you know, when you watch yourselves back, I'm sure in, in terms of your acting. And, you know, just a whole mm. show, you know, how much better you all got 100%. at doing it, how yeah. much better the writing got, how much better Rough Cut's production got, yeah. our budgets got, yeah. you know, so so you kind of go, 
I wrote a, 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 an email to the BBC and I sort of showed them that taste tape and you're going, go, imagine that this taster tape is the worst the show will ever be. You know, like <laughs> if it gets better from here, and this is a really good starting point. Yeah. But what I didn't know in that point is like, do you guys have it in you to get yeah. better? And that's where I get lucky with you because you did. Yeah, yeah but yeah. there were times where I felt like I definitely don't have this in me. Like, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm actually scared. But do you know what? Like, that seems like a theme in your life, Ash, is um, kind of sniffing things out and taking a risk, like the gamble. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and I guess it's important to do that in life. You know, not all the time, like you said, but it's important to, to take a, a, like a calculated risk, I guess. Mm. Like a stockbroker sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was in you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I am a real gambler, the truth is. I am mm. a real sort of career um or, or just i think in any part of my life i I'm, i get bored easily or when mm. things get comfortable i need to shake it up a bit sort of shake it up a little bit yeah. and i think um one thing probably i'm the most proud of is if you look back at the shows they've created a lot of stars i sort of don't cast many stars i don't work with i don't mm. sort of go and work with big talent but talent becomes big from the shows that we make together. Definitely. And that's, um, you know, people, Chris O'Dowd, Richard Iowadi, Gervais, mm, yeah. Mackenzie Crook, yeah, you yeah. know, you guys, yeah, um, Jamie, Dimitri, Stafflet's Flats. You know, there's, yeah, yeah. there's a nice now heritage of, of people like yourselves. And, and that's what honestly sort of keeps, keeps you young and keeps you motivated because well, it's funny, isn't it? Because people say that famous people become a nightmare as they sort of become more successful. I think with you guys, it was just in reverse because you were <laughs> you were fucking yeah. almost impossible at the beginning. And you I feel like that's a defense. People. That's our defense mechanism as <laughs> well. You, you interrupted him saying the night was the nicer the nice people. <laughs> what I was saying was you were a nightmare to begin with, and yeah. as you become more successful. You've become nicer people. Nicer people. Did you get yeah. that cleanly? Yeah. Did you record <laughs> that cleanly? Yeah, yeah. yeah? There was no static on that, no? No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I do remember uh, when we when we first met you, uh, that was a thing that you guys said. One of us, maybe me, probably said that, like, we don't want this to change. It's got to be, you know, how we want to do it, whatever. And you mm. guys said, creatively, you'll be involved for the whole, throughout the whole thing, but we just want to make this the best it can be. You know, and like you said, all the YouTube stuff was all improv. We didn't, we'd never wrote anything before. You know, we'd never acted in anything before. And it was just, it was almost like training uh, on the job, which was yeah, amazing, it, it, like invaluable, man. You're sort of hard to work out, you guys as a group, because you're, there's a real professionalism to you all. Like you sort of all sort of know your lines and you all, you all really sort of know comedy. I mean, see, for whilst we're having a love in, I remember going to, uh, a rehearsals that you were all doing in, I think it was just off City Road, um, not far from King's Cross. It's probably for, yeah. for series two. And I remember sort of blocking out the scenes and I remember you sort of assuming the role of director. I mean, you weren't director. There was a director. There. <laughs> but I, I remember you giving people sort of notes on how to joke and I could really see that you understood it all. And then you're always on set like basics like on time and you know your lines and stuff like that. I mean I'm not there every day so maybe I'm just got 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 a slightly rose tinted view of it. But but then in other ways it's a very chaotic process yeah. working with you. I think it's meetings. Can we just discuss what goes on in your head? <laughs> Whilst we're here, 
fuck it, let's get this out in the open. What is wrong with you, dicks, when it comes to meetings? I think like you, it's we get bored quite quickly. In yeah, yeah. And I always think that like in my mind, <laughs> my, my in my mind, I think of something funny to, or something disruptive to say. And then and in my mind, I go, no, no, don't do that here. And then the other part of my mind goes, no, it's amazing. They're going to love it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do gonna it. I'm not them, listening to what they're saying. bring the vibe back up. <laughs> Ash will probably like this. This is probably almost like an ad lib to what he's doing. <laughs> I've just got PTSD of like of like memento style memory of just down the ears me going, guys, can you just give it a minute? Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, why am I dad? I don't oh, want to be dad. I know. I, I don't want to be dad. I want to be. I want to have fun. And you're you're not that. Like you are obviously jokes and fun and that. But it's funny that <laughs> in well, a room well, of us, you you have to take that role. Trouble. I have to take that yeah. role. I mean, at least you know the other the other sort of good thing is like at least that's how you were in the beginning, and that's exactly how you you are at the end. I, I think I said this in the documentary, but I don't, I don't think it's it's in it. You know, I, we sort of we should we should mention, shouldn't we, guys, that yeah. we've made a film together. Yeah, we have made um, a film. Yeah, we've made a film together. People just do nothing big in Japan. Yeah, out plug this it, summer, we should absolutely plug it. It's a very good film. Um, I remember the head of Universal, the head of Focus Features, and really wanting. I really wanted for you guys because most of your interaction with the film is me, and I'd be mm. like, oh, well, we've done this. You know, yeah. it's like I wanted you to. I wanted us all to have that kind of movie experience. Mm-hmm. And um, I sort of said to the guy who runs Focus Features, you know, it's been, hey, actually, why don't I bring the boys in to your place? You know, let's do the whole boardroom, get all the marketing people, fresh croissants, tons of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Let's do Love this. that shit. Yeah. Present to the boys. Yeah. And we sort of did that. You'll remember it was all like a 10 foot board table, yeah. the full mm. sort of Hollywood treatment. And about three minutes into that, you start talking over him. You you start like passing shit around and like not looking up, and I'm like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> us yeah. what, repeating what he's saying and nodding. Um, yes, yes, yeah, because the guys are very interested in this. Yeah, guys, guys. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> no, but you know what it is. It's now you say it. Ash, it's refreshing to these people. They used to be Memorable. listening to them. Mm, yeah, they do like people listening to them. Yeah, people. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's weird, isn't it? And a lot of massive films. They yeah. don't know who we are, and they're taking a massive risk. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I've no, always but, got um, a little uh, apology. Um, you know, you can airdrop text. things from your iPhone to. Yeah. Like, I've just got a little apology note that I airdropped. <laughs> it's just a photo of you with your thumbs up, and it says sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I guess we should talk about the film. Um, fuck, man. Like, it is mad, isn't it? That like 2012, we had the pilot. So 2011, fucking hell, 10 years ago, we would have come into your office and you would have said to us, you know, uh, we just want to make this the best we can. Leave it with me and I'm, I'm going to get this on telly. That's, what, that's the last thing you said. We, we sort of was like, yeah, sweet. But didn't we weren't like well, it's not like we were like jobbing actors that were like, oh my god, this is our opportunity waiting every day for the call. Mm. It was like sweet, if it happens, it's a bonus, you know. And it did, you know, like a few weeks later, we come into your office, you're like, yeah, we've got your pilot for the BBC. Now, 10 years later, we got a fucking five seasons down, and yeah, man, we filmed the people just do nothing film in Japan. In Japan. <laughs> I remember the writing <laughs> process. We um we're sitting in a room with John and everyone. 
so so John Petrie is the producer of People's Do Nothing and Ash is uh, the exec producer. So Ash is the person after we've sort of spoke about these things, we'll then bring it to Ash and see what he thinks. And uh, the, the Japan idea was something that we were like, okay, you know, it does sound good, but let's just put that on a back burner because we've got to give Ash a serious suggestion. There isn't just us wanting a holiday in Japan. Do you know what I mean? And uh, and we were like, yeah, yeah. And every idea we're coming, we're like, yeah, maybe they're a festival. And we're like, yeah, that would be a festival in Japan would be better, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. Yeah. yeah. So we're like, all right, cool. The day later, we come bring it to you and you're like, I think I might be able to get this past them. And you spoke to the BBC and you're like, yeah, Japan's sweet. Like, yes, amazing. It was, um, the, the film The film was actually a bit like the TV show from where I was sitting, is that there were moments where it felt like it was nearly not going to happen. Yeah. Mm. We had quite a narrow, I think a couple of you were busy on other things, or Steve Stamp, who we should give a huge yeah. mention to. Yes. Is a, you know, major engine in, in the success yeah. of this show. Yeah. Uh, I think he, I remember being cross because he was doing other things and I was like, you know, and he didn't have long to write this and the first draft yeah. wasn't quite right and focus features were going, well, where is the script? And I was going, you know, and they were like, well, if we don't like the script, you won't get the money to go to Japan and the script wasn't right. And I remember yeah. there was a few months where I was like, this isn't joining up here. And then I think we all, I think Steve Stamp came available again and and I'm, I'm i'm in my office now at home and i'm looking at my dining room table i remember spending hours and hours yeah. there on the script and we sort of just got it there and um and 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 yeah they, they i don't think we would get the money now with what's happened in the in the world oh man we're so lucky yeah <clears throat> oh, do you know what just popped into my head um coming doing the script at your house and having a lasagna that's amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a highlight probably highlight of this the, the film writing process. Ash's lasagna. I um, because you like the lasagna in the show, and yeah. I just thought what would be a funny food to give Sifa yeah. when he comes around to my house, and that's all I that's all I had. Amazing. If anything, remember me as the lasagna guy. Yeah, Captain yeah. lasagna. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, but no, that film was a real, you know, uh, touch and go thing for a moment. But anyway, like yeah. the rest of this series, it seemed to have had a charmed life. Yeah, for yeah. sure, man. And uh, yeah, for everyone listening, yeah, it's meant to come out last year. It's it's ready. It's in the bag. Well, they call it in the can. They call yeah. it in the can. In the can. Yeah. Bag in sounds the can. better though. In the bag. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. More drug dealing sort of vibe. Yeah. Like weed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it should be coming out this August, right? As Touchwood, if everything goes to plan. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. believe it's a mid August. Um, it's a mid mid August release, and I think you know, uh, it's actually pretty good. The film, you know, yeah, it's, it's another thing. It was like. You sort of look it's at right. yourselves and go, it's really all right. Yeah, it's right. another example of you guys sort of getting a little bit better again. Mm. Yeah, I, I believe so, oh, man. Like, I hope so. Say it's sick, sure. Hugo. <laughs> say it's sick, Hugo. Don't oh, yeah, it no, it's though. really fucking good. I'm proud of it. Genuinely, I'm proud of it. And it's better than what I thought it was going to be. All yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where does it compare to The Godfather for you, Hugo? Oh, fucking hell. Definitely better than yeah. The Third. Oh, yeah. Godfather is boring. Takes ages boring. to get into. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. <laughs> Instant. So yeah, anyway, <laughs> make sure you lot check out the film this August, hopefully. Hopefully in brackets. And uh yeah, it's, it's a sick one, man. Um, Ash, that's come towards the end of your journey. What uh what things uh what's the future of TV, man? Like like with everything mm-hmm. that's going on, you can see more what's happening behind the scenes or whatever. Uh has it affected things? Is it gonna change things? I think um, the future is uh, really optimistic, actually. I think people are watching 
more of it than ever. I think the sort yeah. of streaming gold rush is, uh, you know, I, I, you know, funny enough, talking about the film, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm not entirely in this film industry. Mm. I think that probably does have some long-term challenges. Um, people's TVs have got bigger at home. Yeah. The choice, yeah. you know, I still get, you know, I got into bed last night, honestly, and I was looking for something to watch. I got, I just still, like a child, get bewildered at the amount of choice that is just in my little silver screen in front of me. Yeah. It's not, you know, it, we, and this is in the last five years. And so people talk about all the changes in television a lot at the moment. But actually, for what I do and for what you do, it's the same, mm. right? We get to make shows. I think the kind of shows, you know, if we were making a show together now, I would see if we could come up with something maybe a little bit more international in focus mm -hmm. because the world has in a sense got smaller and the shows that we make here it's good if they are popular in america and in europe as well that's one yeah, of and, it, and it seems like this whole you know i was about to go this whole internet thing um, <laughs> kicked off <laughs> yeah it did actually kick off in yeah there. yeah yeah it did for it's gonna be a fad that blows over no but um but with, with this you know with the whole i guess internet generation we are more one world now right you know, before you might get like a real comedy specialist in America that's seen the UK office or whatever and, and gets yeah. it because most people are like, oh, Americans don't understand irony and dry comedy, you know, but I feel like that's all changed now. And like you're saying, there's there's a lot more scope for like more international shows that like cover both sides sort of thing. Right. Well, you put something on Netflix and it goes to America and it goes around the world, you know, yeah. le less and less you're going to see people making American versions of UK shows. Yeah. The UK show will be up in America and we're yeah. watching their shows as well. So the world has got smaller, but in terms of TV, actually, there's more and more of it to be made. So we're, um, I'm glad we didn't keep that job in blockbusters that I was recommending <laughs> for us, but in terms of the industry generally, it's, and my mini disc factory has gone. <laughs> <laughs> that one blew over the quickest, didn't it? Mini disc, Jesus. Mini disc was. So, I mean, DVD was fucking quick when you if you yeah. look back at the world. Yeah, yeah true. DVD yeah. was just like three years. Yeah, and we we're but still mini, trying to sell them last year. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I've got ninety thousand people just doing nothing DVDs in a Watford lockup. If anyone needs them. Yeah. Just outside the uh, just outside the mini disc factory. <laughs> um, so no, so we're in the right business for once. Ah, uh, yeah, amazing. Well, that's good news. And um, so now let's get to the real important parts. Wow, DJ Ostrich, why you stopped the show? Well, I'll tell you, bro, this is the most important part. It's the question everybody wants to know. No, it is not what is your favorite jean fit. No, it is not what is your favorite size inch television. It's what is your favorite sandwich. Second to last question we ask all our guests is, what's your favorite sandwich? Oh, great question. So yeah. I'm, I'm addicted to sandwiches. I love sandwiches. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I'll take them really seriously. So I like... Uh, okay, I'll uh, tell you what then, Ash, because I love it when I get like a, a excited response. Sandwich. I want a top yeah. three from you, top three. Okay, so I like... Um, okay, so at three, I'll go um, some sort of tuna mix. Maybe like a tuna sambal, coconut, chili. Oh, nice. Lemon juice, sort of freshly sort of chopped onion, something like that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, at number two, I'm going to go like a chicken escallop. Oh. Uh, Round of applause yeah. for that one. Yeah. yeah. With a yeah. chicken escallop. Nice. And then, and then number one, we can take a little bit of time on this. So it would be yeah. something like um, a spicy salami uh, with andouille. 
Yes. And then uh, like a pecorino cheese and some vinaigrette, fresh chilies. Wow. Yeah. And, and then I don't really like bread. Bread is just to bring the sandwich food to my mouth. Yeah. So okay. sometimes just a thin bit of bread or even with one little top bit of the bread gone. Oh, like an open so, sandwich. Nice. Like an Ikea sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. Give me an Ikea yeah. sandwich. Scandi yeah. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. So there's, That's amazing. there's my top three. Yeah, they're strong contenders, oh, man. Yes. I'm starving. Um, Th- thank you. I'm really pleased you like them. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. Now for the real important part of the show, because it's you asking us questions. And that's this is what anyone cares about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Finally. Right. This is what we call the three questions. Three questions. And it is where you have to ask me and Hugo three questions each. They can be the same question if they relate to both of us or they can be a question each. Um, well, same question to both of you. What has been the time that you've been the most embarrassed in my presence? Oh, God, okay. <laughs> Stitch up! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, okay. like, I'm doing, I'm doing yeah. your podcast, mate. Yeah, yeah. I know what you'll get. You always bring this up, yeah? Uh, I think there's one, one time where I was with John and Ash and that were at a pub and there were stairs and then and, and, and they and Ash wanted, or someone was like, someone grabbed Ash to go up the stairs and I, did, I didn't jump forward to do it because I was nervous. I'd never done it before and I didn't want to fucking fuck it up. But Ash then always thought I hated disabled people till this day. <laughs> It's not true. Wheelchair beta. Wheelchair yeah. hater. Wheelchair yeah. beta. Wheelchair hater. No, but, but Ash, since then, we've had many moments where, where we're, we're both intertwined with you and the wheelchair and me. What about you, Hugo? Uh, mine's not as funny, but I remember the BBC were on set and um, you oh. were like, the BBC are here, like, make sure you're on point today, make sure you yeah. kill it. And, um, and and just to explain to people, the BBC will do a set visit where they sit behind them, watch the monitors and have headphones on and can hear everything you're saying on the mics. I, yeah, and I was doing a scene with Asim and I just kept fucking up and it just wasn't good. And finally we got it done probably after about 50 takes. And then, um, yeah, I just felt tiny afterwards. And then Asim carried on and he was killing it. And they were all <laughs> crying with laughter, clapping. Yeah. I was like, oh, they fucking hate me. That's probably mine. Roll back into the room, they don't even look you in the eye. Yeah, right? like, uh, <laughs> show might be better without him. But anyway, yeah. that's how I felt. All right, question uh, two. Um, have either of you taken hard drugs on set? Mm. I don't think we can't really count weed because you're always stoned, so... Oh, I was going to say, yeah, no, I'll tell you something. No, I haven't. I haven't even taken hard uh, drugs on set. But what I've done is on the pilot... Um, and even even uh, for the listeners out there, even drinking or smoking weed would technically be illegal on set because of insurance issues. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm on the pilot, I was shitting myself so much. There was one scene, and it's nothing compared to the scenes we have to do now, but one scene where I had to be... Uh, like angry and excitable rather than just like yes brav you know doing a talking head or whatever do you know what I mean and it was it was when uh, we are doing a pirate radio set and I was really like nervous to like you know what I mean do this like fucking weird MCing in front yeah. of like cameramen and that of different generation that have got no clue what I'm talking about so I ended up um literally running into a store cupboard getting uh, someone to get me a can of Stella and just back the can of Stella and then ran in grabbed the mic and started doing it. <laughs> Fuck it, that was well easy. Yeah, exactly. It's I love it. MCing, yeah. Um, Hugo, you've done a few, have you, I, I, am I right in saying you've um, 
regret regretfully like had a little blaze or something and been yeah like, we were filming near my house and i had like a six hour gap and i was like oh, i'll go home smoke a spliff by the time i go back to set it'd be fine and then they called me like an hour later and were like yeah we need you to come down thing he's coming for you now and i was like oh fuck <laughs> and then um yeah i just fucked the scene up just took ages couldn't learn my like couldn't get my lines right and then i've never done it again since i was gonna say do you remember the time at the gq awards where we, we were sitting at a table and Hugo had a, what they call it? Like those, a little TAT. Oh, the weed pen. pen. Yeah, like yeah. Like a vape pen. And, um, but I didn't know it had weed in it or I didn't know how strong the weed in it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> was, man. You did know it had it in it you're like, give that here. Go on, give it Give that <laughs> But um, I remember it sent me so fucking off key. <laughs> I started to talk to Anthony Joshua and Liam Gallagher behind us. And they were like, who is this um, <laughs> Remember? I remember that. Yeah, yeah those was, things are powerful, man. And and Pele was there. Do you remember Pe- Pele was there yeah. in, a, in a wheelchair? And I was like, I went up and made it. I wanted a Robot Wars picture. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah. Both the wheelchairs and his management said no from the waist upwards. We know what you're up. We know what you're like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Um, okay, final question. Tell me about the time either of you have sent a text or a WhatsApp to the wrong person and it's been catastrophic. Oh. They're like, I know what you like, like the girls, you've got millions of girlfriends, you always... Hugo. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think myself of something like that. Oh, okay, I've got another story. I've got a similar like type of, same essence of story. When I was single, like a few years ago, like, you know, like whatever, five years ago, um, this girl, <laughs> my day, this girl was like, what's happening me? And, um, and it's, you know, it was getting like, you know, it's getting a little bit whatever, do you know what I mean? A little bit. Uh, no, would you? Would you? Oh, right, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit heated. Yeah, it's getting a bit heated, yeah. What were you getting angry at? No, not heated like that. Jesus. <laughs> um, and then, baby. Yeah, I wanted to see her, and uh, I, I didn't have her on Instagram, right? so I wanted to see her, pro, like, her WhatsApp picture just to, like, look at her. And I fucking, and it, back then it was right next to the call button. So I pressed it and it started calling her. I was like, shit, shit. So the other was like, what are you doing? Were you trying to look at my picture? I was like, no, no, I called the, I called the fucking thing. I called the thing. Anyway, I've got to go. <laughs> I got I'm trying to think of my, I guess I've, when I was younger, I had an ex-girlfriend and I drunkenly, I'm sure loads of people have done this, thought now is a good time to call her. Yeah, and I've yeah. called her and yeah, a man's picked up the phone and gone, hello? I'm like, oh, Put, put then, her on. Tell her on. Yeah. Her on. <laughs> yeah. I'm on BBC Three now, put her yeah. on. Yeah. Who's this? Yeah. Yeah. Who's this? What's she, what's she, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's not Hugo, it's Beats. Yeah. 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 I've changed my name. <laughs> <laughs> right, on that note, Ash, you've been an amazing guest, man. Thank you so much for your yes, time. thank you very much. And round of applause for the almighty Ash Atala. My absolute pleasure, boys. Um, really enjoyed doing this. Thank you. Hey, yeah, guys, same. we should keep in touch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Sure. All right, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We've got to go anyway. See ya. No, 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 no. Guys, who's coming out for a drink tonight, no? <laughs> this is the outro. See you later. And good luck. Stay lucky, boy. Stay lucky, boy. What a man, eh? Yeah, man. Puts you to shame, you little prick. <laughs> yeah, it puts us all to shame, I think. No, no, yeah, especially when he described how, how I conduct myself in meetings. It's actually made me think about it a little bit. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he has spent 10 years with you quite intensely. So yeah. I think anyone that spends that amount of time with you. Yeah, I mean, I broke you years ago. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, do you know what? It was sick hearing his journey, man, because like, I guess you take for granted uh, when you see someone all the time. But hearing like where he came from and his journey is pretty mental, yeah. man. Yeah, it's true. I, 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 like, I we've known him for 10 years and we're good mates with him. We didn't know all those things, do you know what I mean? I never knew he was a stockbroker. Yeah. Because I always assume people that get into TV are... Just from you always assume a, a they world take the, of TV, yeah, or that they take the glass of the front bit of the TV and climb into their telly, they shrink themselves, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a clone, yeah. and yeah. yeah, yeah, you would have thought, you would have thought, mad when you think about it, yeah, exactly. But no, shout out Ash, man, um, yeah, we only skimmed the surface of all the amazing things he's done in his life, uh, he's worked yeah. on so many shows, um, but yeah, I hope you lot found that interesting. And uh, yeah, man, check out all his work, especially People yeah. Do Nothing. Yeah, if you haven't already, watch all of it. Yeah, it's, if you haven't already, and for platform. some reason, you just, I'm really into these guys because they're just really good presenters. Yeah. <laughs> Have they done a yeah. TV show? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Check it out yeah. on Netflix, yeah. iPlayer. Yeah, all right. Nice one. Anyway, see you shit munchers in a bit. See you later. Slater. Slater. <laughs> Hello, mate. I completely forgot to ask you. Are you our new best mate? Are we best friends? Uh, what are you, eight? Um, no, no, we're not best friends. I agreed to do this podcast. Now leave me alone. All right? This is it. Thanks. Hey, yo! Will everyone shut the fuck up? I want to give a crazy, stupid, dope fly shout-out to everyone involved in this podcast. Nah, fuck that. Who's the brain that produces this show, man? Man like Rupert Magending. And who's the audio editor? James Torrance. Check it. house. Who's the video editor? Ha-ha, James Lord. And who does all the uh, illustrations? It's Alice and the Ink. Mad on the visuals, bruh. Shout out all the posse down at ACAS Laboratory. Hip hop, hip hop. Am I right, hustler? You're not wrong, Playboy Valentino. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 